Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ball Blab. It's been quite a lot of time since our last episode, at least with me and Jason. All I can say right now is the hot stove is cooking. Absolutely, man. We did an episode a while back. I was it Heim Bloom? Yeah, with you and me. I yeah, think it was I think Heim it was Bloom. Heim Bloom because the other episode got deleted. The grading episode, which yeah. I'm very mad about. Yeah, but that was a good one. I, I enjoyed making that. I one. don't know what happened, but it got corrupted. But we're here. We're going to discuss why the stove is hot, especially for the Boston Red Sox, over these past two days. Yeah, all the, the stove is, is fire. It's on high. It's on extra high, like the highest possible it's, thing you can set the stove to. Or it's on 11. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, we'll start off by saying Chris Sale has been traded to the Atlanta Braves for Von Grissom, which Von Grissom is going to be turning 23, I think, mm-hmm. in January. Yep. Um, has a lot of years of control, and he has two options. So it was a very high upside move for the Boston Red Sox. And to be quite frank with you, Nate, they need they, they it was time for Sale to go. His time in Boston... A lot of fans just sick of it. Sick of all of no okay disclaimer, sale hard worker. But the excuses. The no excuses excuse like any no excuses excuses essentially whenever he's in a skid and he's talking about, and like journalists are asking him like why you like what's going on, like why what's wrong and why aren't you pitching well is like no excuses, like I suck, I'm terrible, I'm a disgrace. We're all getting tired of that and just he couldn't stay on the field to save his life. Obviously, due to having horrible luck. I mean, 2020. It was either 2021 or 2022. I think 22. 2022, where it was his first start of the season, and immediately he takes a line drive the off his hand. Start. Second start. Oh, yeah. Second start of that season. Second. And he takes a line drive off his hand and is out for the season. But, yeah, like, it's not just and that. And then he falls off his bike. And then on. he falls off his bike. And then he's, since he's kind of thin, like, he'll have shoulder problems all the time. It just, it's relentless with all of the shtick with him and I think we are all getting tired of it and especially considering the contract and even though with how the trade set up we're only taking we're still paying 17 million of the 27 he would be making while the Braves are paying 10 million I still think that's fine since 10 million is a good to get off the payroll and I really like what the fact that we got Von Grissom in return, considering that not only is he young, not only does he have a lot of control, not only does he have a lot of options, but he's a middle infielder who's played a lot of second base. And since second base is kind of the one position we're still lo- sort of looking for, I think that's really good. It's a high upside move, Nate. And they, the Sox are sending $17 million in cash. So they save at the end of the day about $10 million. Mm-hmm. Which tells me, and that's ten million less than they're paying than Yamamoto is being paid. Yeah, ha ha ha! Very funny. Which tells me one big thing: they're not willing to go over the luxury tax, right? I think they're they got to find other ways to be competitive and find other trades to make. I think a lot, a lot of the key to this offseason was trading, right? Like we'll get into it, but I a lot most of these, or this is a fact, not an opinion, but. All, most, the majority of moves have come via the trade. Yeah. It's interesting. They're kind of treating the luxury tax like a salary cap, not just the thing where they don't want to get into the habit of going over it and they don't, and they'll deal with punishments. They're treating it as like they, something that they absolutely cannot go over, which is essentially what a salary cap is. But anyway, but the good thing is 
Since they've now shed 10 million off of payroll, I saw a tweet from Robbie Hyde. It is a bit outdated because he said 28 million. But basically, he said with the Red Sox signing Giolito, and this was before the sale trade, they still have 28 million left in payroll under the luxury tax. But now, since they've shed 10 million off by trading sale, they have 38 million left, which I think really sets us sets us up for signing like a Montgomery or a Snell, like one more quality starting pitching arm because. I doubt that the ma- I think the maximum that either of those guys will ask for is 30 million pure. I cannot see more than 30 million a year. And that's a stretch. I feel like 25 million is probably the more reasonable thing, but markets can get crazy and I just I think that I think it really sets them up for signing a, a quality starting pitcher, which I think is the big thing they need to take themselves to another level and have a good shot at making the playoffs. At the end of the day, it's like what are they looking for, right? I could see them going over thirty million if they want the short-term deal, mm-hmm. but they're not going to do the short-term deal because they're both Boris clients. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. What is and what does Boris do? He waits till the market the market's set up for them. He takes yeah. his time, no rush, gets the maximum value for every single one of his players. Yeah, and says, "Okay, here's the best value. You're going to take it." Yeah, this is how hard it worked. You're gonna take this. He's so, truly brilliant in that sense. He is very brilliant in that he's, sense. He's def. He's definitely. He's without question the best sports agent in Major League Baseball. Maybe. Maybe probably one of the best sports agents in all of sports. Oh, hundred percent. And a lot. A lot of. A lot of what I'm personally hearing is, Snell is, might be open to taking short term. Um, what is that going to look like? I don't know, but. At the same time, Snell's coming off a of Cy Young, mm-hmm. two Cy Youngs, but, but I don't know if I explained it on here, but I'm not opposed to, to a guy like um, Snell anymore. I used to be, but here's the thing. He, uh, Snell, proven success in your division, a Cy Young in your division, mm-hmm. and especially where, and he has experience in the other league too, where he did win a Cy Young. Yep. But what worries me is his first Cy Young and probably his second is sandwiched in between seasons where he's had an ERA over four. Yeah, that is That's, true. And he's 32. Mm-hmm. But, like, is he a, a fine wine that only gets better with age? Probably not. History says the chances of that are low. But, look, it's someone, it's at least someone who has proven success as an ace mm-hmm. and someone that the Red Sox... If the Montgomery market gets very big, I could see that. I could see that as an uh, a pivot option because it's like, well, you know what, Montgomery's getting high. Might as well pay the price for Snell. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's my true. thoughts. I think I on I think, um, but I'll, again, going on Montgomery, I think he is another guy that I think could really make a big difference for this team. He's a bit younger than Chris Sale. Not Chris Hill, Blake Snell, and he's really come off like two pretty solid seasons in a row, which definitely is a good thing. So that shows some sustained momentum instead of the inconsistency of Snell. And he's a bit younger. And it seems that another thing, I saw this tweet from Robbie Hyde, who's kind of like, he's a big Red Sox fan, one of the more optimistic around. And he says that um, Blake Snell might be more of like might be looking more to West Coast teams since he's on the West Coast now, and that could give the Angels or Giants an advantage. 
and um, Montgomery kind of, it seems that the Red Sox could kind of just be the best fit for Montgomery since it seems that, according to Robbie Hyde, he doesn't want to go to the West Coast, doesn't want to go back to the Yankees. The Rangers can't really repay him what he wants because they have TV issues. So I think the Red Sox could kind of end up being the best fit. So I don't know. I think I think it's definitely possible for them to sign him. I think I think it might happen. I think within the next two weeks, I could see them signing Montgomery to like a six-year between twenty-four and twenty-seven, between like twenty-four and twenty-five million per year deal. I think that could definitely happen. I think there's a good chance of that happening. I think that's about. Re- I think that's reasonable for him to ask for because. He's kind because he's kind of sort of sandwiched in between, say, the level of Giolito, who's like making nineteen point two five million a year, and Yamamoto, who's like twenty seven million a year. I think Montgomery's right in the middle, so like that sort of twenty four million, maybe twenty five million range is probably the most reasonable. And I think five to six years is a reasonable amount of time. I think you start with the Rodon deal, similar player, lefty. Mm-hmm. You use that as a basis, and he only yeah. grow from there. Yeah, especially since he's a Boris guy. Uh huh. Absolutely. And the Yankees gave Rodon the money, and he stinks. So mm-hmm. it's like, why can't he say, "Yeah, look, he sucks. Give me that money." Mm-hmm. If he sucks and he's making that money, why can't I? Yeah, absolutely. That, that it's all about relativism in in sports, especially baseball. Like if he's right. making this much money, and I feel like I'm as good as him, I want that the, money. Baseball free agency is the weirdest free agency. It is. It is right. And and the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL, it's like no rumors. You're signed to a team. There's no. There's no. There's no. Everyone's signed at the beginning of the off season. Baseball, it's like, nope, you're waiting. <laughs> it's a waiting game. It's a blinking game. It's like, well, it's John says no, this. I think it's because there's yeah. no cap because guys can ask for can just ask for whatever they see fit. Right, Cut. John. And then I, I saw me was like, Bob says yes. Rosenthal says no. Heyman <laughs> doesn't know. <laughs> I think it's fun though because you because know, it keeps you on your toes and it's and you know it can come out of nowhere. It's like the weird pace can make the big moves kind of fun. That that that's another thing I like about baseball. It's unique. Very unique. Anyway, um, so yeah, like back to Chris. Yeah, so yeah, Chris Sale trade I think is really good. I think I really we've shed a good amount of payroll. We've gotten rid of a guy that I think we're all kind of sick of. Honestly, he's kind of like in a way he's a little bit like the Alex Verdugo of the Red Sox, but a pitcher. Just we're kind of we're kind of stick we're kind of sick of his shtick in the clubhouse, and we're losing money. Oh, the, the, oh, Jason's yeah, I'm showing, I'm the showing you. The, I'm showing him the meme. It says free agency, and then, and then this is a picture of like a a, a buff. The wolf. big, the big, do- no, the, the the big Doge. The big with Doge like muscle, with muscle. the NFL and NBA, and it says all our big free agents signed first day. No time for movers. You're already signed, bub. And then MLB Woj is bomb. MLB is what? No, 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 Woj bomb is the Woj <laughs> bomb. We might wait until March to sign. This team is interested, but so are fifteen other teams. Heyman says yes. Ken says no. Bob doesn't know. Passon has a tweet. <laughs> months it's it's true yeah but anyways we're off the rails but let's you know it's been a while let's review all the mm-hmm. red Sox. but moves. anyway great the, the trade's great i think it's I really love good it. I, I, really, I think a it's lot a of upside and yeah to chris sale thanks for the world series thank your time thanks in for just about nothing else though yeah after that no well do you look he, he only had two good years in boston yeah, two one and a half honestly because i remember he got injured like in august of 2018 and i think only but made, he was, like, pa- 20 he was very important in that playoff that was true that is true i'm gonna get i'll say two i'll say two anyways okay so first move came right before thanksgiving worth uh, mentioning at least right right 
basically on the non-tender deadline, uh, Red Sox trade Luis Urias for uh, righty relief pitcher Isaiah Camel, which it's, it tells me that they were probably going to non-tender Urias and to get a good pitcher who or a guy who just appeared in the major leagues, mm. pay, uh, almost played in 30 games, had an ERA sub three. Yeah, good, good relief. A lot of up. Upside moves and a lot of a lot of these moves that Breslow's making are high upside. Mm-hmm. He has the balls to make these trades, not like oh, I want to horn my prospects. Yeah, horn my prospects where the price is too high. Well, it's not I'm even not horn, horn players because a lot we haven't traded prospects. Yeah. Really. yeah, well, like, well, no, like or like a whole like or maybe he's just being very picky. Like he he wants like this like I feel like with Bloom it's like either it's. He's not getting, he's getting like one million less than he wants. It's like, he's like, I feel like Bloom's kind of an over negotiator and that leads to just nothing really happening, especially with some of like the rumors you've told me about him. But the good thing with Breslow is that he doesn't really seem to care about that as much and is willing to just make the damn move. And yeah, I think that shows with Luis Rias for Isaiah Campbell. Again, pitching, pitching, pitching. That's good to see. And so yeah, a solid move. Really like it, especially since it's, they got Isaiah Campbell for a guy that the Red Sox might have not tendered. So that's definitely a good thing to see. And then Alex, and then here's the big one. Alex Verdugo, you know, kind of cancer in the clubhouse. Um, keep waiting for him to really break out, but we keep saying that and it keeps not happening. Showing we, up late for games. Yeah, we're we are trading we traded him to the rival New York Yankees, whose fans back in 2021 threw a baseball. I at was his at back. that game. I was at that game. Yeah, we trade. Yeah, we traded him to that team for Richard Fitz, Greg Weiser, and Nicholas Judice, who are kind of who at the point who are sort of pros. Who I would consider prospects. I think two of the three have only pitched in the minors. One has pitched a little bit in the majors, but spent most of their time in the minors. They're young guys, so it's not like they're fringe. The most guys. intriguing part is Dick Fitz. He's going to yeah. fill a lot of holes for mm-hmm. the Red Sox. Yeah, and come on, his name's Dick Fitz. Like that's no, perfect. no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but, but here's what I have to say for Verdugo. Yeah, good riddance. Yeah, good riddance. Two, we, we can say good, we can say that about two trades. Good uh-huh. riddance to yeah. Alex Verdugo and good riddance to Chris Sale. But yeah, the the really important thing about Richard Fitz is that he's a guy who's currently in the minors now, but has a really good shot being called up um, next year. So he's basically going to be ready, and <clears throat> he can be a back end of the rotation guy. He's a guy I think really. Fills some holes, has depth, and I think another thing I'm seeing with Breslow Moore. <laughs> I think another thing I'm seeing with Breslow Moore is that he's actually emphasizing depth with his moves, which I just didn't see enough from Bloom at all to put that generously. So yeah, that's another breath of fresh air. So yeah, again, I really like the Alex Verdugo trade. So yeah, uh, so yeah, good trade there. So now we got the next one. We traded Nick. Um, Red reliever, um, minor league pitchers, Red Sox minor league pitchers, Nick Robertson and Victor Santos to the St. Louis Cardinals for outfielder Tyler O'Neill. Yeah, I, that's, I think that's a lot of that is a slap in the face to Bloom because mm-hmm. Robertson was a guy we got for Kike Hernandez. Yeah. So it was, it, Robertson wasn't even good. Yeah. Um, Victor Santos, um, minor leaguer who got Tommy John and struggled before mm-hmm. them. So kind of a change of scenery guy. But Tyler O'Neill <clears throat> kind of replaces Alex Verdugo and has I one think more that... year of arbitration. Mm-hmm. A guy who is a better defender, better he's a gold glover, 
And a guy who is a righty has a little bit more pop than Verdugo. Yeah, and, and has the potential of even hitting. And, and look, his last two years haven't have haven't been great, but both those years he played less than half a season. So that mean that tells me that he was injured at some point, and he was injured most of the time. Because his last full season, which I granted was 2021, but I think that since he's young, I think it makes it's not stupid to think that he can play a full season for the Red Sox, stay healthy, and bounce back to you know his upside, which he showed in 2021, which was around 280, 30 home runs, and I think he drove in over 100. And maybe it won't be at that level, but like between 20 and 25 home runs. Like two between two sixty and two seventy while hitting while playing really good defense. I, I like that move, and I think it's we're not stupid to think that he can do that for the Red Sox in twenty twenty four. Yeah. Overall, I I like it. I like this move a lot. He'll probably depends what they but they got a log. We'll talk about this a little later, but they got a log jam in the outfield. Sorry, what was that? They have a big log jam. Yeah, that is a, that is a, that is a thing, especially since. They're like they're showing interest in Teoscar Hernandez, which again I don't hate, but I also don't love because he's another outfielder, and we have a lot of outfielders, and it is a bit of a logjam. And I kind of want to just hope that we're not we're at least having guys play positions that they're comfortable playing, and not very clearly uncomfortable playing. Kike Hernandez last year at shortstop, so yeah, I think that's a bit of an issue. But I think that. I mean, I know that O'Neill's played center and left, and it seems that so that's two outfield positions that he has experience with. So I think that if it's that it is a little bit of a problem, but in a way, a good problem to have and not a huge problem. Yeah. Um, do you want to do you want to just go through the moves that have been made for their socks, and then I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. hit my thoughts later. Okay. But okay, uh, Cooper Criswell, one year, one million. Yeah, that, 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 that didn't matter. Like, I, I don't... Then a big boy, Lucas Giolito. Red Sox, signs with the Red Sox for two years, $38.5 million with a player option after um, the first are season. Pl- is that awards <clears throat> and an opt Are player same options thing. and opt-outs the same thing? Yeah, same thing. Okay, all right. Basically. That's what I thought. Or opt-outs more if it's like a longer-term contract. Okay. It's kind of like, But oh, they're pretty I'm, much the same thing. Yeah, kind of. But you, player option is basically that's what Turner had. <laughs> okay. Turner. Uh, okay, has. yeah, pl- that's what I thought. Because uh, I think I remember you saying he had a club option, but I remember looking. Remember what you said? No. But no, it was a player option. I, I under. Yeah, I get that. Okay. And then if he does accept, if he does ex- pick up his player option, he has a conditional option in 2026. Basically, um, the threshold is 140 <laughs> innings pitched, which he's done a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Um, Fourteen million dollars. He's an innings eater. That's another big. He's an innings eater. That's That's, huge. That's important. I really like that. Uh, Fourteen million club option if he pitches under one hundred and forty innings, but then if he pitches, sorry, if he pitches under one hundred forty innings, it's a fourteen million dollar club option. But if he pitches over one hundred forty innings, it's a nineteen dollar mutual option. Which means that both parties need to say yes. Both sides in order, have to say yes. Both sides need to say yes in order for him to pitch in 2026. Correct. If either side says no, he's leaving. He's he's not returning to the team. Exactly. I like this. This is a step in the right direction. Finally address. But they need more. Yeah, I know. I, I know. And I, I think I think with especially with shedding some of the payroll in Chris Sale, I feel like we're we're setting something up here. I, I I'd be really surprised if we do nothing from now. It wouldn't yeah, make a whole this, lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. I think something's gotta give. Something's gotta give, I've, especially yeah. since we've shed some 
we've shed enough money to where we have $40 million left to, we have around $40 million left to spend under the luxury tax, $38 million, but that's good, especially since, like, I can't see, I can't see, like, uh, a decent, a good starting pitcher on the market asking for more than $30 million. I, I, I have trouble fathoming that, especially guys like Snell or Montgomery, because I just don't think they're at that level. No. They have to. There's something, you know, I'll get in the outfield. Something's got to give. Look at your outfield depth, right? Yeah. You have Yoshida. Mm-hmm. Tyler O'Neill, uh, Sadon Rafaela, Jaron Duran, Willie Abreu, Rob Refsnyder. That's six guys. Yeah. For four spots. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They they gotta trade someone. Yeah, they got. They to. have to. They have to. Mm-hmm. Get a young, maybe like an Edward Cabrera. What's Edward Cabrera? Is uh, he... Starter for the Marlins. Okay. Miami's a pitching factory. They yeah, Miami's like a pitching factory, pitching. and I'm pretty sure they're but, fine. But with... but Cabrera has control issues, which he he's still a project. Mm-hmm. But a guy I think like Andrew Bailey can help him. Yeah. By the way, with Giolito, he was having a solid season. Right? Yeah. I, oh yeah, I know. I I I saw the the tweet. I, I saw a tweet like apparently he was having a good first half, but then he got a divorce in the middle of the he, season. It was a bad divorce. For, yeah, I would think considering that. It would have to be a bad divorce. I was talking to my dad about this, considering the fact that it happened in the middle of the season. I feel like if you're a major league ball player, you would try to get the divorce done after the season. You try to tell your wife, hey, can we figure this out after the season ends because I need to be playing baseball? But apparently it was that messy to where they had to do it in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, that, and that, that can, it doesn't that, help when he's on two other teams. Yeah, I mean, I think... Am I, I mean, would I say it's an excuse? No, but those are kind of good reasons as to why he pitched that poorly. It's and not an excuse, but at the same time, it's a contributing factor. It's a contributing factor, and I feel like since that's not going to be the case, it's smart to think that he can bounce back with the Red Sox. I also saw something that said, like, Bayo and Giolito had terrible four-seam fastballs after the All-Star break, or in the second half. Mm-hmm. And Andrew... A lot of a lot of what's gonna happen with the Sox is gonna come down to Andrew Bailey. Mm-hmm. He's gotta he's really gotta fix guys like yeah. uh Brian Bayo, mm-hmm. uh Giolito, Hauk, Whitlock, the pitching staff. Yeah. Whatever whatever he did in um like here's a here's an example. Sean Manaya mm-hmm. had a very solid season for the Giants. You know yeah. why? Andrew Bailey taught him a sweeper. Wait, when when did it, when did Sean Manaya pitch for the Giants? You don't remember? He yeah he, he pitched against the Red Sox when he was on the Giants. Remember in the game we lost in was it this season? Yes, we lost. Oh, Josh he was the Be- pitching how, he was the pitching coach for the Giants this season. Not Manaya, no, no Andrew Bailey. Andrew, oh okay, and yes. he taught him. Oh, that's actually good because I think the Giants had like you know had a decent staff and some good guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's a that's a low key good hire. Like, and that's another which I think a coach. I mean, that may not seem like a big difference, but I really think it is. Like having a good pitching coach because I think coaching Dave makes Bush. A big, makes a big difference. So yeah, Dave Bush, especially considering Dave Bush, I just did not think was a very good pitching coach. He oversaw when did, did he become the pitching coach in twenty twenty. I know. I, know. I remember the first time I saw him was 2021. Like he oversaw some bad. I think it was bad pitches. Uh, who yeah. was it in 2019? Daniel Lavangie. Mm-hmm. And then he got like reworked or something. He's in a I, different role. Yeah, he's in know. a different role. But anyway, I don't know. But yeah, like I th- okay. The fact that you told me that Andrew Bailey taught um, 
Shamanihar throw a sweeper, that means that he can make a big difference and maybe make the right tweaks to stuff like Bayo's fastball and Giolito's fastball. Correct. So yeah, that okay, that, that's a good sign. Definitely is. I like it, and you know, something's got to give, too. Mm-hmm. In the outfield, it all, so it, it all just makes too much sense for something to give now. They have $38 and the million dollars left to spend. And the prospects, because mm-hmm. with Von Grissom, he's a guy who... He, he, he he's saw he's a good guy yeah. middle infielder probably better at second base but then mm. stories that short yeah they got the second baseman they need yeah and it's time to get i was telling you before right if they get someone like snell right and they get a paxton because another thing is they're very right-handed heavy in mm. pitching yeah like their best lefties probably brennan it's the opposite Bernardino. of their hitting oh it's the pitch the pitching is yes. the opposite of their hitting in terms oh, of that absolutely so if they sign a guy like Snell and a guy like Paxton, and they trade for a guy like Jesus Lazardo, is Lazardo another starter? Yes. Okay. Starter with a lot of upside. Okay. Right. Is he is he made a lot? Is he like a fortified? Is he a a he's bona fide an, major leaguer? Or is he kind of bona fide major leaguer? Okay. But the one thing he's only pitched over hundred innings twice. Okay. All right, but but still, he but has that to adds stop. depth. It really does, right? If if you do trade for a Lazardo, right, you trade some of your outfield. Yeah, because we have a lot of outfield. We you're have. looking at a rotation of uh, Snell slash Montgomery, mm-hmm. right? Who are pretty who are pretty comparable. I would pretty comparable. I think maybe Montgomery. I honestly think they're even considering like you could say Snell's better because he's won two Cy Youngs, but at the same time, like. Snell's been a little inconsistent because they've been sandwiched in between uh, seasons with ERAs over four, while Montgomery's kind of had a bit more sustained momentum lately. So really, I honestly think that Montgomery and Snell are at equal levels, just when you take everything into account. But go on, what were you saying? So their starting rotation could be, um, what I was saying, Snell Snell and Montgomery, Lazardo, Giolito, Bayo, Paxton, mm-hmm. and you can have like, guys like it, and guys like um, Pavetta and Crawford can be like Crawford, Whitlock, Hulk can be, or if they're guys. a part of the trade, that's yeah. also fine. Yeah, but that yeah. doesn't, and if they sign Teoscar Hernandez, you got the right-handed power in him, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So you're you're telling me you have a good lineup, you have a good rotation, you have a really a good better, bullpen, and and the thing is, it's not good for one season; it's good for seasons down the road. Yeah. So a couple wake good, up! We a couple good moves, then we're burning our back. Yeah, we are. We're uh, we're ahead years. Like this sets us up for years down the road. Not Pat. to mention, you're gonna have more money when sale com- completely comes off the books. Uh-huh. Next season's very ace heavy. If you can sign an ace next off season yeah. too, boom, you're you're ready. Yeah, but like these things need to happen. Like as we need to take it one step at a time. And I feel like the first. I think the first of those big steps is getting that quality arm. A, yes. a guy like and Montgomery. And actions speak louder like than words. The yeah. actions speak louder than words. 100%. If I hear they're interested... Mm-hmm. Like, and nothing more than that. I hear, I think they're interested in me at this point. Yeah. Like, I, I can throw, so I think <laughs> yeah. they're very interested in me. Yeah. But anyways, anything else? I think we've been going for yeah, but yeah, We've thing, been going for almost 30 minutes. Things are looking up. That's the main point <laughs> yeah. that we're trying to make here, especially with what they've made so far. And the offseason's crazy, especially in baseball. Like, it's it's a roller coaster. The hot stove can be on high, then it can be on low, or it can just be completely off and nothing happens. And then two days later, it is on, 
like 11 on the highest over the highest it can be and then it's back on medium low because like just a, just eight days ago Jason sent me a text saying that we're screwed we're gonna have a miserable year like we're gonna have a miserable year it was this was right after the Yamamoto signing he he was mad he thought like he, he thought the Red Sox were done they don't care and now things are looking up and He's saying that we're only a three, a couple moves away from being legitimate contenders, and he also said in that text where one bad move could set us back years. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I wasn't wrong. At the same time, I think I think it, we're in the right direction because this signals there's more to come. Yeah, it does. Right, it really does. there's got to be more. Mm-hmm. Could happen in a day. Could happen in the next yeah. five minutes. It's could baseball. Ha- it's it baseball. could happen in the next month. It could happen but in the next two weeks. Things are moving. Things mm-hmm. are heating up. That's basically what's. That's how it is right in baseball. Now. Things so, yeah. move. They can move really slowly, but they move. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Nate? Uh, go socks and let that hot stove keep cooking. Go socks. <laughs>